Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by Life Bank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. Life Bank has been a part of the Cleveland community for almost 35 years. It's a huge milestone, and we certainly do want to celebrate that. But really, it's only a blink of an eye compared to the longstanding, distinguished history of E.F. Boyd and Sons, Inc., Funeral Homes, and Crematory, which has served Greater Cleveland's African-American community for over 115 years. Wow. Hi, you're listening to episode 51 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. As Chief of Community Engagement at EF Boyd and Sons Funeral Homes, Marcella Boyd-Cox is the fourth generation to run the organization. She is widely known and recognized as a leader in Cleveland, and we are so pleased to be able to spend some time with her talking about her work and advocacy. Marcella, you are a licensed funeral director, and much like organ donation and recovery, you work with families during really difficult times, and that takes a special individual to do that. Why were you drawn to work in the family business as a funeral home director? Well, first of all, Colleen, I just want to thank you so much for all your gracious words about me and about our family business. It's just been something I grew up with. And I think when I was making career choices, it just seemed a natural fit to follow my dad at the time and my mom. But my dad just never influenced us. He never forced us into the business. He made it made it our choice. And, and my parents were such a great example of service. Their example really inspired you to work with yes, families. Yeah. yeah. I can remember when I was in my 20s, at that time, the Urban League had what they call the Family of the Year Award here in Cleveland, and we were selected. I used to follow my dad to all the events and go to all the luncheons and the dinners. I loved being by his side. And then, so it was just a natural for me to want to keep out in the public. And it, it was just a great opportunity. I love being with him. He was such a warm and loving father, and I just love being in his presence. So it was great working alongside him. I do want to say, though, that I'm part of the third generation. I believe you said I was the fourth, but I'm third generation. You know, my brother is president, and my sister is the CFO, and I have two nieces, my brother's sister's daughters, who are the fourth generation. That's awesome. I can't even think of another business that would have that long lineage of service. That's amazing. Except Gus Gallucci. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're the oldest African-American business I know in the county and probably one of the oldest in the state. And the big issue for us will be moving forward because our grandchildren will be my grandfather's great-great-grandchildren who made other career choices. They're not necessarily going into the funeral business. So we'll, we'll just see what happens. And I, I just can't put enough emphasis because my dad 
And my mom was very founded in the church, had very strong faith. And when my dad and my grandfather started the business, they reached out to their faith community and who was really very supportive. And so my dad would just always say how thankful he was and that the Lord had blessed him to be able to be successful, serve his families, and support his staff so that people had a livelihood, they could support their families, and still serve his people. So it was quite something to watch. (laughs) Quite something. And how long have you worked there? I I was 19 when I first started. I'm uh, 66. God willing, I'll be 57 in April. So... Yeah, almost going on 50 years. Wow, wow. That's amazing. Wow. We have one gentleman here who's been with us, I think, about 52 years. That's service. That's service. Yeah. Marcella, you are involved with so many organizations, and around town you're known for your advocacy work. What organizations do you belong to that are close to your heart? Well, thank you for being so gracious. Yes. I try to be involved in a lot of organizations. Um, I think giving back to the community is very important. Uh, So I am involved with a group called Top Ladies of Distinction. It's a national organization, and our chief uh, mission is to impact the life of youth and adults. So uh, we mentor youth. Also, there's the National Coalition of 100 Black Women that I'm involved with. And again, they are a part of advocacy, and they believe in impacting the lives of females of color. And then, of course, there's MOTEP, which is the Minority Organ Tissue Transplant Education Program. And their goal is to make sure that people are educated in the Black community about the importance of organ donation and, uh, you know, showing all the statistics of how Black people need organs. And sometimes we're reluctant to donate our organs, but we need the organs because there's so many African-Americans on the list who do need organs. So I'm very interested in in getting that message out to the community about how important it is to to donate your organs. I've been working with them for some years, but their message is a a message that needs to be heard. Sometimes, you know, we talk to people and they're not quite sure who MOTEP is, but they have a great team. They have a great board now who is working even harder on planning, strategic planning to make sure that message is aired. One of the biggest misconceptions is that an open casket viewing would not be possible if a loved one was an organ or tissue donor. Marcella, you've worked in this industry, in the funeral industry for so long. Can you speak to that? Uh, no, it has not impacted any of the, you know, when we prepare a loved one, it's made no difference in their appearance, how they're presented to this public. It's so important that when a family hasn't seen a loved one for some days, and they've entrusted that loved one to us, it's just really, it's a sense of trust. People are so thrown out of sorts, you know, just dealing with the death, and, and very scared and vicious and can be, and just, so it's a real sense of trust they have to have with the funeral director. But I've never seen an occasion where even with major donation, like with bones, tissue, that people have not been able to look their best. And just like 
you know, they were still, they still had all their organs. It just makes no difference. Mm-mm. Well, that's so important. I know the donors are treated with respect and just like any right. other surgery. So that right. is important. Right. Did families ever mention or bring up the fact that their loved one was a donor and it brought them comfort or that they were proud of what their loved one was able to do? Oh, oh, definitely. Yes. I um, spoke with a young man yesterday. His dad was a donor and, you know, he's not going to be actually prepared for a funeral, but still, his dad was a donor, and he's very, he's very pleased with it, very happy with it. Yeah, I think uh, people, especially, you know, they get that package from Life Bank with the um, the certificate and then, like, with the lapel pins. I think it's just some surprise for people, definitely. Yeah, I think they really appreciate it. Overall, I, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, I got this call from Life Bank. My loved one just died. I mean, why they? But no, overall, people are very pleased, very pleased to be donors. Timing is always an issue, and there's never a good time. You know, there's just mm-hmm. never a good time. Mm-hmm. So, Marcella, you are and have been a registered organ donor for many years. I know that was one of the first things you shared with me when we talked earlier. What would you tell people who were either a little skeptical or had reservations about signing up on the Ohio Donor Registry? You know, I decided some years ago I put it on my driver's license. You know, that way nobody can come in and say, no, we're not going to do this. No, I really want to be a donor, and, and I think it's so important to be a donor. It's just like, you know, life being called tomorrow. It's like a gift of life, and, you know, you really, there's nothing I can do with my organs once I've passed. I've passed conversations with people say, no, I'm going, I'm going, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be whole, whatever that means. But no, I, I think it's really important for people to understand that donation is so important. You have so many people who are dependent on a donor who are on that list. That people who are added to that list uh, very, very quickly, that list grows. So, you know, you've got to be willing to Stand outside of yourself and think about somebody else's need and uh, be willing to give that gift to somebody else to live. Give them that chance. It's uh, very compelling to hear the stories of people who have received, been a recipient, and how it has just changed their life and uh, been very ill, very scared. So to be able to make that donation is it's just everything, you know, because you you've been able to help somebody else. I've heard of people who are living donors and donated a kidney or that. I haven't been in that position, but man, I I just think it's such a wonderful sacrifice that somebody will do that for another another loved one. And uh, Or you even see people who go out on the internet and they look for a donor and somebody steps forward, a complete stranger, never knew this person, but they're willing to sacrifice and, and give hope to somebody else. It's just incredible. Make the way it makes you feel. It's incredible. I mean, that's the best somebody mm-hmm. could do is give part of themselves for a stranger. Mm-hmm. That, I'm sure your dad would appreciate that sentiment. Oh, yeah. Dad was uh, always wanted to give back. He always felt that if you did for others, that things would come back to him, and it did. So we all 
you know, I have my brother's sister and my two nieces. We all still try to, in our little ways, we all try to support that same idea, that same mission of giving back to the other and taking care of others. How beautiful. How beautiful. Marcella, thank you for spending time with us and sharing your family's history and being such an advocate for the Cleveland community and your work with MOTEP and promoting organ, eye, and tissue donation. We thank you. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, on lifebank.org. We encourage you to subscribe and invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.